Hey, hey dummy, today is Sunday. I know. Did you know it's Mother's Day? Um, I know that people probably aren't listening to this with their mothers, and hopefully there aren't any mothers that listen to me, but that's what you're supposed to do is to not listen to Tanana Shoe. So good on them and good on you if that is you and what you do. But if you're the type of dummy who forgets what day of the week it is and just changes the day anyway because of it and who continues listening even though you're continually told to not listen, then you are here and you were here last week and I was talking about the Patreon which is up and available. Hooray! You can find it on patreon.com slash tunanashuary. That's like the name of the show, T-O-O-N-A-N-A-S-H-O-O-E-R-Y. Tunanashuary. It's kind of like chivalry, but when I do nice things for whoever listens to Tunanashoo. Like these two kids, there's this five-year-old and this six-year-old who gave me their life savings so far, which is only about $8.13. But it's the thought that counts, and I did have to think to count that because I'm not very good at counting anymore. I think I counted right, and that amount to me is worth them getting to write and direct this episode. I let the six-year-old write it, and I'm letting the five-year-old direct it. So if you don't like it, then you don't like them, and you don't like children, and you don't like the future of humanity. These kids didn't like that I was just talking the whole time. Just talk, talk, talk like an adult that's so boring. They said that I could do something cooler, that I should do something cooler and be a superhero. I told them Marvel had been beating that horse for the last 20 years, and they said they didn't like marbles. I said, fuck it, and I shot some heroin in front of them, and they're like, that's just what our daddy does, too. That's not a superpower. I don't know if it was the heroin or if I had it in me the whole time, but suddenly I did feel super and heroic. I felt some power stirring inside of me, and before I knew it, I was somewhere else. The ER, handcuffed. You can't do heroin in front of kids. Come on, I don't care what kind of a comedy show you think this is. While I was there in the hospital, there was this doctor that I could tell from the first glance he wasn't quite right. There was something off about him. He must have sensed that in me too because he kept glancing at me and kept finding reasons to come back around me with his weird movements and mannerisms. My anxiety... My worry started to build as little bullets of sweat leaked from my forehead. My stum tummock was rumbling all kinds of wrong. I felt weak and shaky, like the saran wrap after you try and use it two or three times. I was more nervous than a nerve is us. And then it happened again. Suddenly, I was in another place all of a sudden. No handcuffs, no doctors. I was still feeling a little off, but not quite as bad. This time, I had no idea where I was. 
or how I would have gotten there. I remember the doctor and my butthole itched. I scratched it and it was a little bit more mushy than normal and a little bit warmer than normal. And then again, another new place. And this time I saw lingering light remnants of what I'm guessing was some type of a portal. My eyes widened like the widening of wide eyes can only wide widen. And my thinky brain thought maker started processing pieces of brain thoughts in contemplative order. I wanted to be sure. So I poked my butthole again and again and again. And each time it was taking me somewhere new. And I now knew that I was different, that I had actually become some type of super-powered superhero. I had the power to create portals and travel through them, using my asshole and the asshole of anybody else or anything else anywhere. I am the asshole porthole superhero albhole. These little Fucking kids are going to need to transport themselves pretty far away from me when we're done with this one. So COVID, you guys have heard about COVID. Obviously, everyone knows about COVID. You know that I know about COVID and what I know about COVID and that I got shot for COVID. What I don't know, nor do my constituents is when we're supposed to get our four other feet. We keep hearing them talk about it. Six feet, six feet, six feet. Not only do I not have my four extra feet, I haven't seen anybody out there that has six feet. I still just keep seeing the two-footed people mostly, occasionally a one-footed person, but where are my other four feet? Answer me that, science. I can take it. I'm a man. I stand up to pee. And I'm so manly, I even stand up when I shit. That's how able I am. And I don't like to be too arrogant about being able-bodied because I know there are a lot of people that are not that are disabled, if that's even the right term anymore. I know we always get all sensitive about shit like that every so often. I like to look out for people. I like to be supportive. That's why I had this movie idea. It's called The Blind Man That Made People Feel Special. As you may be able to guess, it is about a blind man. But when this blind man was little, his mother taught him to look at people when they spoke to him. So he didn't just do that weird blind person thing where he's just like staring up in the air and looking all autistic and shit. This blind man would just move his head in the direction of the sound and got good enough at it where he could have his eyes point at where that sound was coming from so people thought he was looking at them. Even though he was blind. And it made them feel special. I don't want to spoil too much or make you waste too many Kleenexes wiping up tears from talking about it too much, but yeah, that's coming. 
And that also is going to be written and directed by the prodigal team that's bringing you this masterpiece. Yeah, Slackjaw and Grip Tipper are doing a real stand-up job today. Don't you fucking look at me. I'm not in your movie. That doesn't make me feel special. But I am. Whether I want to be or not, I am special. I'm not special enough to endanger species or use a toaster for anything other than toast. But I am special enough to have a cigarette because I haven't had one since August and I've been good. And I know me. I know what I can handle and I did. I did handle it. I had one and I was okay. It wasn't awful. It was just kind of nice. So then I had another, and it was pretty much the same deal, but felt a little better. And I had a third to close out the night. And it was okay. I'm okay. I even had a couple more after that. One each day, the next two days. And I haven't craved since. I've thought about it. Like I've said, I'm probably always going to think about it. But it's not affecting me emotionally. I don't even want it that much. When I was at the bar where I had the first three, I was out on the patio and they had some plants out there. So I ordered a drink for the plant. I noticed some of the other plants were looking kind of bad, kind of droopy, kind of dead, and wondered if other people had been doing this too. And then I thought about all the 5G waves in the air causing cancer and radiation mutations and everything. And I was like, shit, what if that gets into these plants and it creates like a super villain, like drunk plant man? Just kidding. 5G is probably already its own super villain. And we all know what really causes any type of superpower, supervillain, mutation kind of anything. The drive that makes any of that happen comes from emotional responsibility. If you're planning on competing in the existential Olympics, you probably have a large capacity for emotional responsibility. Like Stan Lee said that Uncle Ben told Peter Parker before he was Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. I don't know who, but I know somebody else for a fucking fact said that shit way before. Plenty of other people have thought that way before. That's not even really that good of an idea. But it can be. Thinking about it, it can inspire goodness in a person. And emotional responsibility is a very real and a very serious thing that has played a large role in my life. From a very young age, I saw how much emotions affected people. Other people's emotions affected me as well as my emotions affected other people. I thought, I was told I was shy. But I thought the reason I didn't like eye contact was because of that, when I really knew that the real reason I didn't like it was because of this idea I had. I noticed and I felt how oddly people responded to my eyes and contact with them, and it created a similar sensation for me. 
And I felt responsible for that. Like I needed to be responsible with that. I still do to a degree. I still fall into a bad habit of indulging that idea of emotional responsibility as much as a lot of people around me. Because how we behave, how we think and feel does affect the people that are around us. You are responsible for your emotions. I'm not saying to change how you feel or even that you have the power to do that. I am saying that you are only responsible for you. You're not responsible for how other people feel, even if it's about you. Almost all my life I have, though. And people like me are supposed to. That's why I'm able to create art and why I have an ear for music and why when I do any work that I do, I do the work of at least two, if not three people. And I conduct creativity and productivity into the people around me and create this clockwork, flowing rhythm and momentum. That's part of my purpose and the purpose of people like me and we're constantly weighted down with the shittiness of other people, our equal opposites, having to drag around an entire fucking generation of people that are not only dragging us down and backwards, but that are keeping us rooted from evolving. Look at any other species. Look at any other life. Look at natural selection itself. Random mutations for survival advantages. Not being rooted in the same fucking shit all the time forever. There is a big fucking difference between integrity, between heritage, between culture and history, and just being stubborn and stuck and fucking stupid. But there is balance. There is always balance. The level of dumb constantly diving down to new depths out there. The dumb that makes it feel like your head is smashing into concrete. The dumb that's developed from the amount of easy and entitlement. Generations of unearned abilities. For the worst fucking people you know out there who make you the angriest, who make you the most exhausted and the most unpleasant, unwanting, for every awful part about those people, there are people who are equally good. Every day there are good people doing good things, growing on our collective consciousness, thinking about things and feeling about things in ways that they never have before. Maybe it leads to our end, and maybe it takes us to the next step in our evolution, which is immersing ourselves in some type of digital world like Elon Musk and his Neuralink. Whatever it is, I'm excited for it, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Or this little five and six-year-old dickhead are going to come back into the studio and interrupt this nice little stream of consciousness. <laughs> What's up, guys? You guys are so cool. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all your help. 
Thank God these little fuckers don't have anything to do with the shirts. That was all me. That was my fuck up. I didn't manage my time well enough this week, so I didn't get to share the shirts with you just yet. I'm not happy about that, but I do want to do it right, and I am looking forward to when that happens. I got some other big, important shit done this week, and I feel good about that. It's been a busy week in a busy month or so, and it's just gonna get even more so for me here toward the end. But that should ease up in a bit because we've only got two more episodes in this chunk of 10 before a break, and I'm probably gonna take two weeks this break at least. And then things are gonna get super special because we're gonna be hitting episode number 50. We're gonna be coming up on a year that this has been happening. I want to do special things for both of those mile markers, and I'm going to. But I don't even really know if people are listening anymore. Can't blame them, though. I keep saying don't listen to Tanana Shoe. I was talking to my brother last night, and he was asking about what kind of things I talk about, and he was asking about this episode. I explained the writing and directing of the five- and six-year-old as well as my super-powered asshole, and he was not feeling it. Almost as much as my lungs were not feeling having coffee breathed into them this morning. I don't know when or how it happened, but at some point this week I forgot how to swallow properly, especially when drinking fluids to hydrate myself, so I just start coughing and choking like an idiot. <clears throat> and that's been pairing really well with me in my throat and having to clear it often from what I do for work. Or it's just throat cancer that I finally got from quitting smoking. Maybe I can transport it out of my body with my alb hole. I wonder what other stellar superpowers I might have ended up with. What types of abilities might have evolved from my emotional responsibility. Before this, there was a version of me that used to roam the streets with a wooden baseball bat, wondering how much Albert it took not to kill. If I could just choose, my favorite superhero would be to be a garbage man. That's an important job, and they don't get the appreciation they deserve. But really, there is garbage everywhere. No matter how clean a town or city is or a home, every single one of them has garbage. This garbage man would be connected to it. He'd have senses and feelings for it to know where it is and what type it is and in what ways he can control it and use it. An unlimited resource with shape-shifting and telekinetic properties. Sounds pretty good to me. Um, to me it sounds like a garbage version of Magneto. Literally. But go on. Plus, you get to ride around on that truck and wake people up in the morning. Whoops. 
I distracted our writing and directing team from their distractions. Man, I thought my generation was bad with the ADD, ADHD shit, but these fucking kids. I saw a fly watch them change their focus three times. I'm pretty sure the goldfish here in the studio is composing his thesis on them. But honestly, all things considered, I think these kids did a pretty good job. And as a reward, I'm gonna give them some pretty good heroin. Not to do now, remember, emotional responsibility. But just like some good future heroin, because I didn't have any future heroin, and here I am in my future without heroin. Having to be the own damn hero in my own story all the time. I could go for a hero. I haven't had one of those sandwiches in a long time. Those things are good. And now I pass that torch to you. Go find your hero. Whether it's a Mediterranean wrap sandwich or some set of powers or abilities or your mom or you get to be the hero in somebody else's life. Just try not to let it be me. Because, like Enrique Iglesias, I can be your hero, baby. Which would mean that you could take my breath away, which I'm pretty sure would be strangling me. Oh, hey, look at that. The kids like that. I think they're coming to do that now. No, no, no.